Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Dan Wilkin, lead college football writer for USA Today, joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. Dan, a man, how are you? Uh, good. How are you? Pretty good. Um, do you almost have a proud papa feel when the end of the year comes and guys who you've been working hard to cover are getting their first job out in the workplace, a very highly paid for some of them uh, first job out there in the workplace that uh, they will not be your responsibility anymore. Uh, that's an interesting way to say it. I don't really look at it like that. I mean, look, uh, every year you get a new batch of guys who are going to come in to college bas- or college football uh, they're going to leave uh, three to four years later and, and move on to the NFL. And you know, certainly uh, there are guys who, after, you know, you appreciate what they did in their career, and you're happy for them that they get a chance to to move on and and make some money. And uh, you know, in a lot of cases, uh, make life changing money. And you know, that's always uh, cool to see. I think, especially for people who maybe you might know their their background or their story a little bit. And you've done a good job chronicling that over the last couple of years. Uh, how how many years has the college football beat been yours? Oh gosh, I mean, I've I've been involved covering college football, uh, you know, at least most of my time for you know almost a decade now. So uh, yeah, it's it's been a while. Okay, so you've seen several classes graduate and move on to the NFL. Is this the best quarterback class you've ever seen? I, I don't know if I could say that. You know, and especially because it's not really fair. The ones who are in the past, you know how they turned out. We don't know how this group is going to turn out. You know, and uh, I think there's always a recency bias with the NFL draft that, that you think this next group is going to be awesome. And maybe they will be, but they have the benefit of, of having no track record as pros. All these guys looked good in college, you know, but you take a guy like Trey Lance. I mean, who knows what he's going to be? You know, he's going to get picked high for sure, but we, we didn't watch him. Nobody watched him play. He, he hardly played, you know, th- this past year at North Dakota State, and, and it's not like a bunch of eyeballs were on him uh, anyway, you know. So I, I don't think it's fair to compare until, until we have this group in the pros to see how they stack up. But part of your job, my job, anybody who does what we do, uh, is to project. And you've got to try. It's not my job, actually. I'm well out in front of saying that. That's not my job. Okay. That's the job of the NFL scouts. I mean, I I can, I I might have an opinion here or there on whether I think a guy is going to be good or not, but I don't know any more than the next guy about about what's going to 
happen in the NFL. I mean, that you have to be humble about what we don't know in terms of, of how guys are going to turn out as pros. If, if it was, if it was easy, uh, we'd all be GMs and, and the guys who were doing it uh, would, would be out of jobs. And they know more than I do. And, and they have a hard time doing it. So I, I am very humble about what I know and what I don't know about how guys are going to turn out as pros. That is uh, very true for all of us. Um, I, have you ever done a mock draft? Never. Okay, so you truly are. Your job is to chronicle what they do, evaluate them on the collegiate level, uh, tell narratives and storylines about what they have or haven't accomplished. Uh, when they do go off to the NFL, you're passing the baton down to your uh, fellow guys at the USA Today. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really a draft guy per se. You know, I, I certainly, uh, you know, end up follow where, where they go. And, and when they're in the NFL, I, I cover them at times as well. But uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not really that uh, into the projections, just because and, you know. And, and I think it's always funny. And, and this is the same thing in the NBA as well. On the night of the draft, everyone's got these super strong opinions about who had good drafts and who had bad drafts. And there's really no accountability for that uh, years down the line. And, and the truth is, we don't know for years down the line. I, I, I it's just not sort of in my wheelhouse to, uh, you know, on draft night, bloviate about who had a great draft or not, because I, I just, who, who knows? I mean, this is a, this is all a, you know, spin the wheel and see what comes up. That's an excellent point that you make. And oh, by the way, on the side, you mentioned same as basketball. One of my favorite announcers ever, ever in game is Ubi Brown, former NBA coach, yeah. and announcer who's been doing it forever. And no one calls a game, explains a game, gives you the intricacies of the game as well as Ubi Brown does. He did a whole bunch of NBA drafts. No one ever made a bad pick. Every single pick that was ever made, according to UB Brown, it was a perfect pick for them. Here's how he's going to fit in. Oh, my God, look at the advantage. It was just unbelievable. No team ever made a questionable pick while UB was doing the draft. So I get your point 100%. All right, since you're still locked into the college game this year, if uh, I'll give you some of my expertise and then get yours from you. Yeah. Prior to this year starting, if you had asked, if it's going to be a quarterback draft, who's going to be draft high? It was certainly Trevor Lawrence. It was Justin Fields and probably Trey Lance, despite the fact that he was only going to play one exhibition game and then shut it down for the season because of what he had done the previous year, was probably the third-ranked quarterback. Nobody was talking about Mac Jones, and nobody was talking about Zach Wilson. Their yep. seasons had to dictate that they were going to move up and become first-round picks. Who are the guys who are going to be quarterbacks in college football in 2021 that we're going to be talking about 12 months from now because they've established themselves and they're going to be first-round draft picks, maybe not as many as high as this year, but who are the top quarterbacks coming back into college football this next season? Well, the one I'm most interested in from a draft standpoint is Spencer Rattler in Oklahoma, and I say that because you know, a lot of people sort of don't realize that, that he's going to be draft eligible a year from now. He actually went to Oklahoma and redshirted that first year when uh, Kyler Murray was was the quarterback. And, uh, you know, then, uh, uh, you know, he had, oh, I'm sorry, when, when Jalen Hurts was the quarterback, my, my, my fault there, uh, he was the backup and, and played very little and was able to get that redshirt. Uh, then he moved into that starting role last year and 
you know, was technically a redshirt freshman, but this will be his third year in college, and and he'll be able to uh, go to the draft next season. And you know, I, I thought Oklahoma at the end of the year was a pretty good team, and I thought he played extremely well. But not a lot of people necessarily watched them closely because they were out of the championship race uh, quite early. And you know, from the 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 growth from this year to the or from last year to this year. Uh, I think we'll tell a lot about Spencer Rattler and obviously that system at Oklahoma. You know, that has produced two number one overall picks and, and another starting quarterback in the league in, in Jalen Hurts to, to a certain extent. So um, he's the guy I'm going to be really interested to just see how he performs. Fair enough, because uh, I've said, anybody who's asking me about this quarterback class, I said it is as good as advertised, and I think all five of these players are going to be starting quarterbacks for quite some time. Some of them wow. might be superstar quarterbacks going forward. Wow. Next okay. year's class, oh, I've got questions. I've got questions about Spencer Rattler. I've got questions about Kedon Slovis. Uh, a lot of people are talking up Sam Howell at North Carolina yeah. Did you see him play this year? Do you think he's got a chance to be a Heisman Trophy candidate and then step into the first round of the NFL draft? I think he, he's got a lot of talent. You know, I know Mac Brown absolutely loves him, loved him before he really played uh, a whole lot. And, and, you know, before he blew up this past year, uh, you know, I've known Mac Brown a long time, and, and he the way he talked about that kid uh, was different, you know, and, and that told me a lot about just kind of what he thought about his his level of talent and, and work ethic. And uh, I think North Carolina is going to have a really good year. And if it does, then, then he's going to be a big part of it and will be in the conversation for all those things you mentioned. All right. Then what did Mac Brown tell you about his two running backs this year? <laughs> uh, both are in the draft class. I'm a little bit bigger Carter fan than Williams fan. Most have Williams going first. Uh, he's a little bit bigger, a little bit more NFL pro- prototypic body. But I think Carter has a chance to be a Darren Sproles-like, uh, jack-of-all-trades type guy who could be a steal in the draft. Give me the Mac Brown take on his two <laughs> successful running backs. Well, I, I haven't uh, talked to him specifically about, about his running back. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm more fascinated generally – you know, kind of how the NFL is is evaluating and, and running backs. It seems like there's, you know, kind of an ebb and flow to, to the value they're assigning to, to these guys. And, you know, there's certainly a couple guys in this draft. I mean, Alabama and Najee Harris, uh, after the performance he put on in the national championship game uh, this past year against Ohio State, I'm really wondering where he's going to end up going because, you know, I, I've heard just – a variation in, in kind of the range and, you know, whether or not, uh, especially, you know, Alabama running backs, the the reputation has been that they get to the NFL and they're a little bit, you know, maybe sort of overworked in college. Uh, they have too many carries already in, in, in their body and maybe they're not going to be as durable in the pros, but, you know, with Najee, he didn't really, if you look at just the carries in, in his career, he didn't really have that many. So, um, to me, he's one of the most fascinating players in the draft, at least from a college perspective. Yeah, Derrick Henry, that guy's coming apart at the seams. He was so overused in Alabama. All he does is rush for 1,400 yards on the NFL yep. level year in and year out. I don't know that I buy into that theory. And I, I went to you. I think Najee's got a chance to be something special on the next level. All right, one of the positions that, at least as per my research into the draft, 
that is down this year. Just not as many impact players at this position as in previous season is pass rush specialist. Edge guys, 4-3 defensive ends or 3-4 outside linebackers. Who is the best pass rusher you saw in college football this year? Who is the best pass rusher I saw in college football this past year? Gosh, um, I don't know, man. I haven't, I haven't thought about, I haven't thought about that in months. That uh, that answers the question for me because no one stuck out. If I answered this question on the same day last year, you would have said, "Well, Chase Young at Ohio State is just off the charts." Bah, 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 bah. And uh, either the two brothers, the two previous years, the Bosa boys at Ohio yeah. State, there were guys that stood out. There is no guy like that this year. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think that's a fair comment. Um, it's a good good observation by you. Um, you know, there are certainly guys. I mean, you you look at the sack leaders in in college football from from this past season, and you know there there weren't a ton of of big names. You know, at least uh, especially you know coming from those defensive end positions. You know, there, there's a couple linebackers who you know I think uh, have a chance to be pretty special. Uh, players, but you know they're not necessarily even in the draft this year. I mean, the Ojolari kid at, at Georgia, you know, for instance, may, may be the best pass rusher in college football coming back. So, uh, no, that that's a great observation and, and not something that I'd I'd put a lot of thought in. But uh, you're right. I mean, yeah. this is maybe not a great year to. to you know, reach for a defensive end. That's, uh, someone will, and they'll probably be doing just that, reaching, because it is a position of importance on the next level. Um, all right, uh, going forward for next year, we're going to have the draft on Thursday night. First-round picks, very important. Stay two, second and third, also important. And then they'll fill it out rounds five, six, seven. How important is it to college programs do coaches use it as a recruiting tool? Hey, we've got X amount of players drafted in the last however many years. We had X amount of first-round draft picks in the first two years. Certain programs are going to be able to say that and use that. Others probably not as much. But if they get their uh, first multiple-player draft, I guarantee you, coach is going to say it to a recruit. And the coaches you've talked to and or the players you've talked to over the years, how many uh, were influenced by how prevalent a university is at producing NFL guys? I, I think to some extent uh, there's some influence there, but it's mostly at the, the very few top programs. I mean, obviously, look, if you're a quarterback, uh, you've seen the track record at Oklahoma and – that certainly has to play a, a factor in, in your decision-making process. Alabama uses that every single year to uh, the greatest effect possible. You know, the minute uh, uh, the draft ends, you know, you'll see a tweet about how many millions of dollars in, in contracts that mm-hmm. Alabama players in the NFL have signed, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um, so there's no doubt that the track record of, of, Putting guys in the pros is something coaches will use. They'll, they'll use anything, of course, to to try to put their program and their development system in the best possible light. That's that's what you do as a coach when when you're a recruiter, uh, and you sell whatever you've got to sell. But um, I I don't know how many people it necessarily influences. I mean, Alabama certainly has put a bunch of guys in the NFL, but how much of that is also because they recruit five star guys right. almost all the time? So. I think it's a little bit of, of both, but uh, there's no doubt that when, when you have a program that puts a guy uh, in the first round or, you know, like Zach Wilson 
will be a huge thing that BYU will talk about uh, in, in recruiting the next quarterback there is, is what Zach Wilson, wherever he goes in, in the pros, you know, and, and so there's no doubt that uh, these colleges will, will take all that information and, and put it in the best possible light. And as a Jet fan, I'm hoping Mr. Wilson merits that kind of consideration and success uh, that he can get uh, superstar quarterbacks to continue going to BYU. All right, uh, this upcoming college football season should be better than last. And I'm not knocking any of the universities. There were different conferences that said they're going to go forward with the season quicker than others. They got all the major powers, for the most part, up and running. And it was a good college football playoff. Next year, we hope to have all the teams playing relatively the same amount of games. Is there any reason why we can't believe that's going to happen? No, I think as of right now, everyone's preparing as if the season is going to start at the traditional time and with the traditional number of games and with a lot of fans in the stands, you know, if not necessarily 100% uh, in, in some locations. Obviously, things can change. Uh, we don't know exactly what the conditions are going to be as we get into the summer and the fall, but the way things are trending right now and looking long-term at, at where, uh, you know, just sort of COVID stands generally and the vaccine and all that stuff, there, there's a, a very good uh, hope and possibility and everyone's planning on a more normal football season in 2021. How many did they get for Alabama's red-white scrimmage last weekend? <laughs> Um, well, uh, I don't know if, uh, there's as much social distancing, uh, in, in certain places. Uh, I, the, the one that everyone's seen or the one that, that struck me more recently was actually a college baseball game. that was pretty incredible. Uh, I think it was maybe Ole Miss LSU or Ole Miss Mississippi state or something like that, where, I mean, it was truly like, uh, you know, like COVID never happened. So, uh, uh, they, I think a lot of these Southern states, uh, at least in terms of the, outdoor facilities and things like that they're 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 ready to pack them in uh sounds like you're almost ready for the next college football season it'll be here before you know it dan we appreciate you coming out with us tonight thanks for hopping aboard we'll talk to you again soon all right appreciate you Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 